I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now uh, from our our tremendous affiliate out there in Madison, uh, The Zone, and uh, talking some Badgers, talking... Talking a little bit of Packers as well, but uh, but Zach, uh, Paul, Christ had just uh, finished speaking, and they've got that eight-game schedule coming up, and it's it's a little weird, but at least we've got football, you know. Yeah, no doubt, and that's kind of what Paul Chris said today, as much as uh, yeah, I mean, it is less games, but we uh, get to play football, and that's uh, a month ago at this time, it didn't seem like that was going to be a possibility. Uh, so, give me your thoughts first of all on the season and the schedule and the way it came out. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Wisconsin is going to be complaining too much about the schedule. They they lose out, uh, you know, they don't play Ohio State, they don't play Penn State. They do get Michigan, and they do get Indiana. But uh, I'm I'm very curious as to how you know if there's going to be a significant home field advantage. We haven't seen it uh, at least in the NFL so far with, with no fans in most of the stands. And in the NFL, or should say in the Big Ten, there won't be any fans in the stands. So I don't really know if it really matters away in home games, but. You know, certainly like the way Wisconsin's set up, they get a they get a game that they get a point two right away with Illinois after being upset down there last year, and then you know going out to Nebraska, and then you know towards the end of it, uh, home against Minnesota, and what a game that could potentially decide the Big Ten West, and they finish at Iowa, another game that could potentially um, you know decide who gets to go to the Big Ten championship game. So, I, I mean, I, the, the schedule sets up pretty nicely for them, I think. Uh, wanted to ask you, uh, you talked about no fans in the stands, so because we're seeing the NFL put fans in the stands and, yeah. and doing it somewhat, at least according to many, very safely. So why is the Big Ten turning it down? After jumping the gun on shutting down the season, now they're coming back and trying to put the blank back in the horse. Why not allow a minimum amount of fans in the stands? Well, I think they want to – the exact reason we haven't uh, – is because they – I think they, they all came to the agreement. I think there was a lot of um, things, uh, we'll do this, we'll do this just so we get football back kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll do this, we'll do the 21-day mandate that you have to sit out if you test positive. That's more significant than uh, the NCAA policy of 14 days, the, the keeping fans out of it. You know, just there's, there were a lot of concessions uh, made, I think, to the, to the presidents and chancellors. Uh, to get them to vote yes and to get them back on the field, and I think that's I think the fans is, is one of the reasons why. I mean, I I, I don't think like we have, we're not seeing fans at Lambeau, so there wouldn't have been fans at Camp Randall for sure. The way that Dane County is, the numbers in Dane County are just are not very good, um, and I think only a certain a few places probably would have had fans. Nebraska certainly, Ohio State probably, maybe in Pennsylvania with at Penn State, but uh, yeah, I think I think they I think there were some concessions made to the chances of presidents. 
of the universities and uh, fans being not in attendance was one of them. So um, now to on the field stuff, um, this whole thing of uh, of getting it back, getting it done in three weeks, getting back on the field, being able to accomplish all of this. Uh, you know, they got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, do you just stick with the guys that have been there, done that, and say, you know what, until somebody else plays their way into a starting role because we didn't have spring game, we really didn't have a lot of practices, we kind of know what our roster is. Is that what they're going out with, basically? Well, the, the thing is that, you know, they were back at practice today, or their first practice was today, but the entire team wasn't there. Uh, they're getting guys back continuously. Um, they, uh, they had a lot of guys test positive. That's why they had to shut it down for two weeks. Um, and they, they haven't gotten all those guys back yet. So we're not exactly sure what that too deep is going to look like. Um, but I would think that you would go with what you know. And, you know, luckily for them, they have a lot of guys back in a lot of important places. They're not going to be counting on a lot of young guys uh, to play a lot of football this year. I mean, they've, I, I really can't think of any spot perhaps other than outside linebacker, one of the outside linebacker spots, where they don't have at least some experience uh, returning. So, yeah, count on the guys you know early, and, and maybe you work in some of the younger guys as the season goes along. So uh, the other question is, you've got Reggie Pearson, uh, the uh, safety, yeah. not on, listed on the roster. What's going on there? Yeah, Paul Chris said that they found, quote-unquote, quote, something this offseason of concern and that he was not cleared to play. Um, uh, it was a physical issue that he is, uh, and they obviously, for, for various reasons, uh, did not spe- he did not specify what, what it was. But he is not clear to play, and um, something would have to change for him to be clear to play, and uh, that's why he's currently not on the roster. He's still in school, so it's not like he's transferring somewhere else. But um, we do not know the exact issue as to why he is not, but uh, it is believed to be a medical uh, medical decision. So we all look at the the, the quarterback position, obviously, but the, the big running back position has always been something that Wisconsin has prided itself on. It seems like every year somebody is the running back that is always being considered or at least you know in the same breath as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Do they have a good running back uh, situation back there this year? Because I know they're searching for new. Yeah, I think they got a lot of talent. Um, you're not going to have a, a guy like Jonathan Taylor just step in there and, and be the the guy that's going to carry 300 times in a season. Obviously, they wouldn't get that many carries this year anyways. But this is kind of going back to the, what I was talking about in terms of having some experience. Nikhil Watson has the experience. He's their second-leading rusher uh, you know, out of the tailback spot last year, and he's kind of your guy, right? But you have uh, young guys like an Isaac Garendo, who the running backs coach John Settle compared physically very favorably to Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's one of those guys. And uh, Julius Davis, um, the nominee falls, who – has put on some weight and is back healthy, and you would think that he's going to be in the competition. And then the true freshman, Jalen Bergeron in New Jersey, a big get for them, a four-star kid, you know, six foot two ten, and uh, I would think that they would want to get him involved some way, somehow, if he's ready to go. So those would be the, you know, the uh, the guys that you would probably count on on first and second down. And then obviously Garrett Groshek probably is your, still your third down back. But you don't, I, I don't think they have a Jonathan Taylor in that group. But they do have talent there. They've recruited. They've recruited well there, and they do have talent there that uh, I think everyone's really anxious to see on the field. What are they going to do with with say bowl games this year? Do they have a because some bowl games are going to go by the wayside because of all of this? I would assume. Yeah. So what is is there? What are they going to do with some of these bowl games, especially with some of these teams that are playing late now into December? Right. I think there was something. I, I saw something today about that where they are going to. They may just waive uh, bowl eligibility. Like it used to be, you had to be 
I think it was at least 500. You had to be six and six at least. And then, you know, some teams could be five and seven and make it. But like before the Big Ten came back, they didn't even have enough teams to fill all the bowls. So, um, you know, I'm not, I, I do not know exactly how that's going to work. But uh, you could see a lot more teams in bowl games that probably wouldn't be there if uh, everyone was playing football. But again, we've got the Mountain West coming back. The MAC is, is trying to come back. The Pac 12 is going to come back. So, I'm not exactly sure what those early December bowl games will look like, but um, I think we could probably I – th- I think there are going to be some that go by the wayside, but I think we could have somewhat of a normal-looking bowl season, depending on how this whole situation plays out COVID-wise. I don't, know, I, I don't know how the Pac-12 is going to come back. With all the restrictions out in California, I, I, yeah. I can't imagine trying to dance through that minefield of trying to be able to uh, accommodate all the things that are required of you and still be able to put on a football game out in California. It, it's it's almost impossible. They've made it, it, it. It's almost impossible, right? Right, and it's and that's what they're trying to jump through right now. My understanding is they're going to be voting tomorrow, and the, the expectation is they're going to vote to go forward. But they're not going to be going. I don't believe they're going to be starting until two weeks after the Big Ten. So it, it may take them out of contention for the college football playoff. But they, I, it sounds like they are going to try and, and make a go of it. Did Because uh, I personally think the Big Ten, after releasing the schedule and then turning around a week later and canceling everything, uh, my opinion is the Big Ten looks terrible. They jumped the gun. Uh, and they, you're again, trying to put the blank back on the horse. Uh, do you agree or disagree? I, 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 I agree. I will say this. I, I thought you built the schedule, right? You, had to, you did it and you released the schedule six days, and you released it and told us all that you could start as late as September 26th. You could push it back, you know, based on stuff that's happening. You could push back. Why did you build that schedule so that you could push back to just not even take advantage of it? Like, I'm not saying that they should be starting this week. I mean, they could, but I'm not saying that they should be. But you could, you could even push it back a little bit further. I, I did think they jumped the gun. Um, and I understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, I understand the medical reasons behind it. And they found answers to those medical reasons. But if they had just pushed it off a little bit more, those answers would have come to them in due time without them taking the body blows PR wise that they did. I mean, they, they, they got, they got beat up pretty hard and, um, and we'll see if they're able to overcome it. But Kevin Warren and the, the presidents and commissioners of this conference, um, it was as bad of a month as you could possibly think of for the big 10. Hey, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to talk to you real quick, uh, Packers football. So uh, a lot of speculation uh, about going into next season, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, uh, Bakhtiari's comments yesterday that basically said, hey, if you want to keep us, you'll figure out a way to keep us. Um, do you f- kind of fall in line with that philosophy? Do you think the Packers at some point step up and say, okay, we're going to restructure some deals and make sure you guys are here? Or do the Packers keep the, the course that they've always kept? And that is try to sign somebody, try to accelerate bonuses, and then uh, cut the dead wood where uh, the money's going to be involved and then move on. Yeah, like how do you, how do, you, do, how do, you do the, uh, the idea of making that work without – going against who you've been, you know, because if you, if they make it work, it would be pushing those bonuses to back into the contracts, would it not? Like it, it would. It, to, yeah. So, you know, to be able to do that, it can be done. There's no doubt about it, but it just, it doesn't scream Packers. Um, and I, and I think, I don't know about you, but I, I David Bakhtiari is the priority. Uh, left tackles are the priority. And as much as Aaron Jones looked fantastic last week and you want to pay him that, pay him the money, When's last, I can try to think of the last running back deal that really paid off, uh, that you paid big money. And we don't, we'll see how it plays out for Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey and the like, but, and Derrick Henry. But 
you know, um, the Packers, if they had all the money in the world and a ton of cap room to work with, I think it'd be a different situation, but they don't. And David Bakhtiari has to be the priority there. Hey, hey, real quick, I want to go back to the Badgers real fast, and I'm, I'm kind of catching up on a couple of things, but I, I wanted to ask you about the outside linebacker position because there's some question marks there as well. Obviously, you lose some guys that go off to the NFL. It's a tough bill to fill, so what is the outside linebacker position going to be like? Yeah, Noah Burks is the guy that's returning, and I thought he did a good job in spot, you know, in being the starter towards the end of the second half of the season. But they gave up some young guys that, I, that are really coming up, and, and they felt good enough about the spot that they moved – one of them actually over to tight end Jalen Franklin, uh, who was I thought would be in the mix to be uh, get some playing time and outside linebackers, been moved over to tight end. So it leaves uh, a crew of some young players who um, look good. Isaiah Green May is the one that I think that is really uh, poised to to jump in and grab the spot that Zach Bond held last year. And he's six six, and he started the game. He started the season last year as a starter opposite Zach Bond. But he was only 222 pounds at 6'6", right? And mm-hmm. so, okay, he needs to put on some weight. And in the, in the spring, he was 213. <laughs> we were all like, okay, how's that going to work? The, the, uh, the roster that came out today, 232. So I think he's poised to be uh, one of those guys. Uh, four-star recruit Spencer Lytle uh, came in as a redshirt freshman, also going to be there. And then it's another one of those four-star guys that they've continued to recruit really, really well at outside linebackers. You would expect so, considering the talent that they put in the NFL. Uh, Nick Herbig out of Hawaii, uh, another guy that seems physically ready, and we'll see if they're able to to fill in. But yeah, the, Zach Vaughn, his production uh, is a lot is a big hole to fill. But those three guys, I think, would be the the ones that would stand out at this point. Always good to chat, and we'll chat again as the season gets underway for sure. And uh, we certainly appreciate it, Zach. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, sounds good, Bill. Thanks. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go, Zach Halprin, uh, out with our good uh, affiliate out there, the Zone, out in Madison. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.